Good morning, my friends, in this beautiful Monday morning. And uh, thank God for another day that we can have our meditation, our devotional. Welcome to God's Word for today, devotional. Let me read to us this morning, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 1 to 4, for our devotional. So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Now, these particular verses are particularly devoted to the shepherds, the pastors, those who are serving as pastors in the churches. So how does Peter encourage them? How does Peter charge them here? Peter himself was an elder. He identified himself as one among them, the elders. And he made an appeal to the other elders. So he was like an elder who knew what's going on, what's the struggle, the challenges of being an elder. The term elder comes from the word presbyteros, which is in the original from the Greek language. And this refers to the same person addressed either as a bishop or pastor. So elder, bishop, and pastor, they are referring to the same person. His role in the local church is referenced throughout the New Testament. We can see this in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17, Titus 1, verse 5 to 6. That is, they should be spiritually matured, experienced Christians in charge with leading the local churches. So as an elder, they are expected to be spiritually matured. They are not a new believer. Here, Peter made clear instructions to the fellow elders who were shepherding the exiles. Remember, Peter was writing to the churches or the Christians who were scattered because of persecutions and they were in diaspora. They were spread around. They were exiles. And you, you can just think of the struggles, the difficulties that these Christians have. And we ask this question, what was the basis of Peter's authority to instruct them? Well, he said here, he was an apostle. He was a witness of the sufferings of Christ and assured himself as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. So Peter really stood out with authority here to instruct them. And perhaps there were some things happening throughout the churches, throughout the Christendom during this time that there were many Elders were discouraged or they were doing their ministry and they were out of focus. They were not already um, doing how, how they will do ministry. They should be. So Peter has to instruct them here. And he does a lot of his instructions here pertaining to their spiritual walk with their personal lives. It's not more of what they can do it's who they are that matters to Peter here. He pleaded them to shepherd God's flock from the heart. So shepherd should shepherd from the heart. Let us recall that Peter 
he failed the Lord Jesus Christ. After the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, he went back facing. He was discouraged. But he was wonderfully restored by the Lord Jesus Christ. And in that story, in John chapter 21, Jesus asked Peter three times, Peter, do you love me more than this? Each time, Peter affirmed that he loved Jesus, even grieved at the repeated question. Also, each time, Jesus responded to Peter's answer with a command, feed my sheep, feed my lamb. So, Jesus just restored Peter here wonderfully. Shepherding the flock of God was to be Peter's life work. This moment not only mirrored Peter's threefold denial, because he denied the Lord Jesus Christ three times, but he also affirmed that he loved Jesus for three times by answering that question, repeated question. It showed how Christ had accepted him as an apostle. So that was the basis of the authority of Peter to instruct and encourage the other elders here. Firstly, an elder should recognize that the community of believers belongs to God solely. Means that the, the shepherd is not the owner of the flock. He does not own the flock. Only God does. Hence, the elder only provides leadership to our redeemed people. So remember to pray for our pastors who are leading the churches that the, we recognize that they are not the owners. They are not going to control. They are not going to overlord because they are just stewards. God owns his people. But in fact, the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 20, verse 20, that they are purchased by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in that sense, the church really is very precious because the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is the cost why the church is established. His next role is one of overseeing. The word in the Greek means or is episkopontes, which means to take oversight or to look diligently after. In other words, the role of an elder is very much the same to a bishop or an overseer. He watches over and tends to the needs of the congregation. It's a role requiring awareness of what's going on in the lives of the believers with an eye to help and guide them. So to oversee and to have an oversight. So let's pray that our pastors will have a knowledge of what's going on in the lives of others. You know, some people uh, don't like to be watched, don't like that somebody will be watching over their lives. But the Bible tells us in Hebrews that that's one of the roles of the shepherd. They are, they are watching not to watch in order to find fault, but in order to help how they, how they will grow in the Lord. Thirdly, he does his role willingly. Nobody should take on this role of being a shepherd out of compulsion or coercion. God does require an elder to want to desire to be an elder out of his own volition. A person forced into spiritual leadership cannot truly serve as God intended. And not only in spiritual leadership, even in different congregate um, institutions. If somebody is just forced to do it, uh, they will not be uh, happy in doing it, especially when the pressure is going on, because they lack the commitment. So let us pray that our pastors will 
do their work or do their ministry, not out of compulsion or coercion or out of obligation, but there will be the joy because they love it. Finally, he must commit to serve for the sake of the calling of God alone. He must serve the flock of God without any ulterior motives. He must not be motivated by money, power, or control. Now, the pastorate or the church is not ministering to the church people is not to be a means to enrich oneself. Now, it does not mean that God will not bless the pastor. God will not bless his family. But the purpose and the motive is more important that he is not there to enrich himself. Otherwise, he would be prone to dishonest schemes such as overlording, embezzlement, or manipulating people. Instead of serving, they are the one to be served. Instead of sacrificing the one that others will sacrifice for him. His life should be a pattern of a sincere, committed, and honest service before God. In the light of future rewards, Peter encouraged the other elders by saying that when the chief shepherd appears, they will receive the unfading crown of glory. So the, the reward of a faithful pastor may not be here. There will be a crown of glory someday when Jesus will be coming again. We're not exactly sure what this means. But what is certain here is that Jesus will share his glory with those who serve as elders of his flock. That they will reflect his glory with him forever. Now this is the crown designated really for the faithful shepherds in the church. The crown of glory. Now, what does this mean to you? Maybe you are not a pastor, you're not a full-time worker in the church, but what does this, this mean to you? Well, if you are leading a Bible study, if you are mentoring and leading a small group, somehow you are doing a shepherding work. You might not have a shepherd position, but you are doing a shepherding work. You are mentoring, you are helping people. Let's remember, we are doing this for the glory of God alone. And whatever we do, we do for the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord is not unrighteous to forget our labor of love, which we have done to the brethren. Let's continue to be faithful. Let's continue to focus on serving the Lord and to Him alone, because the Lord will not mark His promise. The Lord will always fulfill His promise to His people. May it be that we will have churches who have faithful pastors and it's so sad that in our times, there are churches, there are churches who have problems because we know that their pastors or the leaders of these churches were, were not called by the Lord or they have problems, personal problems in their the struggles in their lives that they are not effective. And some churches also have problems because uh, pastors have weaknesses. Pastors are not perfect people. So we must pray for them. Pray for their family. Pray that God will use them because the Bible tells us that if we, if this, the shepherd is smitten, the flock will be scattered. So leaders are very important in our churches, especially the pastors. So let's pray for them. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for giving us 
the privilege to serve, Lord, in the churches. Thank you, Lord, for using leaders, especially pastors, to bless us through their ministries in the church, whether in preaching, in whatever gifting, giftedness they have. And we recognize your Father that they are the attack of the enemy. We pray that you will continue to protect them, protect their hearts, that they will do their ministry not out of compulsion, but with joy, that they will shepherd the flock of God as Christ shepherd the church, as the shepherd, the good shepherd who gave his life for the sheep. So bless this to our heart, Lord, today. May it be that you will remind us to pray for those who are in leadership in our churches. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.